Thank you for joining In the Vine Dating Podcast with host Melissa Chavez, where we'll be inviting different guests to answer all of your questions about Christian dating and relationships. And of course, discussing our upcoming event, the Christ and Country Dating Mixer, this November 18th. If you have not signed up yet, please visit our website at inthevinedating.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to show your support and like, share, and subscribe. Hi, everybody. Welcome to In the Mind Dating Podcast. This is Melissa Chavez, your host. And joining me today is... Shekinah. Yesi. Denise. And today we're following up with the questions that you guys sent in on our story. Um, so this is the second part. So if you didn't listen to the first part, make sure you go listen to it for context. We talked about people joining us that were single mothers or single parents even. Um, we talked about the name Christ and Country. Christ and country, not Christ and crunchy. Um, we talked about if you need to like country music to come. Um, we talked about a whole wide range of things. So definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, so today we're going to continue with second part, and we're going to answer. I think these questions are actually a little bit more in depth. Yes. Um, so ladies, feel free to tug on the heartstrings, you know. I'm trying to cry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got lashes on. Um, okay, so before we get started, I actually wanted to share something that was quite mind-blowing to me. Um, so uh, yesterday, I think it was, Shekinah and I were talking, and I realized that Shekinah's friendship and I, and mine, started from a play date. <laughs> so I had been in the church for like one or two years. I kind of had just gotten back from college. And um, P. Lynn, which is Pastor Linda, was like, hey, you guys are going to this singles mixer thing. And me and Shekinah, for context, we kind of don't have really anything in common as except for Jesus yeah. um, and this church. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is the work of the Lord. But we, we've lived together. It's been a whole journey. So... Yes. Um, but it was funny to me because I'm like, dude, like our friendship started going to a singles mixer mm -hmm. and now here we are founding one. So I think it's pretty phenomenal. What do you think? You're oh welcome. <laughs> Shout out to P. Lynn. So yeah, P. Lynn, my mom, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first, I came back from school, you know, um, the church had grown significantly and um, a lot of my friends were still off at college or moved away or so I was feeling kind of lonely and my mom thought she'd step in and <laughs> arrange a play date for me and so she said oh you and um, this girl Melissa are going to the singles mixer and I looked at my mom and I said are you asking or <laughs> my mom said no you're going and there's not much arguing with my mom, no, which is why I love her. Yeah. But <laughs> love that for her. So yeah, we were. I remember how awkward it was. So it awkward. Was so awkward. We had none because we were both forced into it. We were both forced into going. So we were driving down, and I didn't know what music to put on, and so I put on country music at the time. I came from a background of hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop. <laughs> I said a hip. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do because I was like, okay, he's like putting on worship music. Like, is that trying too hard? Is that trying to prove a point? Or I don't know. So I just opted for country music. I don't know why that was a good idea. And yeah, that whole event was awkward. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was awkward. But yeah, since then we've been, we have traveled from and by car, Oklahoma to California yeah. and um, Southern America's worst snowstorm. Best travel story Oh, ever. my gosh. Yes. Yeah, we can go on. I'm not going to even go there because no, no. we can go on <laughs> yeah. for hours. I'm um, just laughing about that. Yeah. But then roommates yes. and now working in the Vine. And, 
man, we love to challenge each other. I'll tell yes. you what, we get on each other's nerves, but it's a good friendship. It's a good friendship. Shout out to Pastor yeah. Linda. That's why it's so important to have mentors in your life. They can see into the future when you yourself are right here. So, yeah, right. no, but in all seriousness, shout out to Pastor Linda. Yeah, She's absolutely. Um, okay, so you're welcome for that story. <laughs> um, now we're going to dive into the questions. The first question is... <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to see which one to start with. Okay, the first question is, what if I am in between jobs? What would make me stand out? Do you want to answer that first? Oh, so actually what I wanted to say about this question is we actually, these two ladies, beautiful ladies right there, <laughs> they actually went and asked their husbands what they, what they would respond to that question. And right. so... I'm going to start with Denise. Denise, what did Mike, who was her husband, so say? So I'm going to actually, I don't want to, you know, take things out of context. So I'm going to go ahead and... That's why I wrote mine down, too, because <laughs> the last thing um, I want is my husband to say, I didn't say that. Right, right. Um, so basically, I think it goes back to, well, why are you in between jobs, right? But something my husband said was the fact that, you know, if the last job wasn't the target, then he knows what he wants and his goals. So he's willing to pursue that. And he's basically willing to pursue, you know... Um, things that align with what he wants and what his goals are. Yeah. So I really think it, the more the question is, is why is he in, be, in between jobs mm -hmm. or why is she in between jobs? Because, you know, it goes to for either or. So yeah. if it's because, you know, you're pursuing something closer to what you want, then that's a good thing because it shows that you're willing to pursue something that you want. And at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want right. you to pursue what you want. So that's how he answered that. That's yeah. good. I think that's good. Yeah, that's good. My husband answered, I guess, the second part of, um, what would make me stand out? So my husband, uh, my awesome <laughs> husband's response is um, sharing your goals, dreams, and aspirations and what steps you are taking now to get there will definitely help you stand out. Right. And it's true. It will make you look like a go-getter. Right. And that you're not just content with where you're at right now. You actually are working right now to get to your goals. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the things that stood out for me when I met my husband was he had a game plan. Like, he knew what he wanted. He knows what he's worth. He knows he's willing to go out and do it. And he's not afraid to start from the bottom and work his way to the top. And he's done that in, like, the jobs that he's been in. Mm -hmm. So for me, that sense of security as mm -hmm. a woman was, like, I can get behind that. Because I yeah. know that if, once again, how you do one thing is how yeah. you do everything. So just for him, you know, and he's been in between jobs even as we've been married, right? But I know his why. And knowing the why has mm -hmm. really made it easy for me. I mean, it's made me. It's made it easy for me to get behind him. Doesn't mean the process is always easy. Right, Does that make sense? Right. So the why is the big for me. The big thing. Yeah, it's you really can good. trust him that he's actually taking you somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. What do you think, Shakae? No, I I totally agree. I love those responses because you know, um, I think as a woman, I can say that it's just kind of naturally ingrained to me to want to help. So mm. when I hear those goals, I get excited. You yeah, know, I, I, I so do. And, and just even in my nature, I'm very administrative. And I'm that person, like, even with uh, with this podcast and with this idea. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Melissa presented the idea. And I was like, yes, you know. And I love to provide the tools and the encouragement that are needed to make it happen. And so for me personally, when I hear that a guy has a certain set of goals, my immediate instinct is, how can I help you? Yeah. You know? And yeah. so that's where the real test will come in because if I'm in between jobs right now, it's just code for I'm mooching off my mom yes. and I have no goals and I have, you know, nothing that I'm shooting for. Well, then the supportive woman that comes into your life is really going to put that to the test because 
when she starts saying, how can I help you? What can I do? How can I get involved? You really should have an answer. Yeah, so, yes. um, yeah, it just goes back to the mm -hmm. why. Why are you in mm -hmm. between jobs? Is it because you really do have a set of goals that you are actively working towards? Right. Or, you know, you're just kind of in between jobs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I... I also wanted to add kind of like a, a different perspective, and I think this probably is more for the ladies. Um, you know, we are so gung-ho, and I'm not saying this is a negative, but we're really gung-ho about um, finding a man that has like a top-tier job, which I think is awesome. We definitely want to do that. But one thing that the Lord has showed me is that those are things that can change in an instant. Yeah. If it's one thing that we learned um, through COVID, through that whole nonsense, is that, you know, people's livelihood can be threatened at any moment. Somebody can fall sick. Somebody can go through these things that nobody plans for. And so what matters is the character of the person, right? right. And so then um, for the guy that asked this question, it's like, what's your character? What are you doing? You know, I was just listening to, um, what book was it? I think it was the book of Joshua, actually. Oh, no, it was the Psalms. And David was proclaiming how Joseph, he went through a time of testing, right? And the psalmist said, um, you know, the Lord made Joseph's dreams come to pass, where even the Pharaoh was the one that called him out of that place of being in the dungeon. And then it says, but the Lord tested his character. Mm. And so during this time, if you're in between jobs, um, I think it's really important to analyze where your character is at. And it really goes back to what Shekinah was saying. I call her Shekay, Shekwina, everything, all the things. <laughs> everything, all the names. <laughs> if you guys come up with a full nickname, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> As Shekinah was saying, um, just about having that kind of drive, right? And so the woman is going to want to come in, come alongside her man. And so that's the reason why we're so inclined to want to take projects on <laughs> those guys that are not ready. And so that's the difference between the Christian man and the worldly man. The Christian man has his sights, his sights set on wanting to improve, wanting to do better. Yeah. And so um, if you're in between jobs to, that, um, to the person that asked this, I think, you know, four weeks is a long time, and yes. the Lord can do a lot. And as we've mentioned, we are praying. And so we're believing for miracles. We believe for open doors for yes. everybody that's coming through because the Lord is not just going to give you an opportunity without giving you the ability to sustain it. Yes. Um, okay, next question is, should you be financially stable before dating? Now, before we answer this question, I want to emphasize the part that the person is asking dating, not marriage. Mm -hmm. um, because for marriage, I think absolutely, yes, you yeah. want to be financially stable. So now, what do you ladies think? Should you be financially stable before dating? I have an answer. My, I, actually, it's my husband's answer. And again, I wrote it down, so I don't remember <laughs> it. Same. Hey, honey. Okay. <laughs> so my husband might have a surprising response for you, and here it is, okay? Dating, no, but proposing, yes, like mm. what you just said. Now, this is why he said this, okay? So <laughs> here's a little story. When we first started dating, he wasn't financially stable, but he worked his way to be financially stable so he could propose. That's <laughs> funny. My husband actually said yes to being financially stable to date. He, my husband is a math guy, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you need money to drive for gas. Mm. He's yeah. like, if you're going to be asking your mom, or he didn't say that, but I'm adding that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, to him, it was more so you need to have money to take her out on a date. Yes. You need money to drive. Like, everything costs money. And that's just the way my, my husband's yeah. my, um, brain is wired. Is everything yeah. does cost money. So to some degree, you know, obviously there's different financial stability for every season, you right. know, for dating. And I think more so as a question is what is the financial stability 
what should it look like yeah. Yeah. when it comes to dating, when it comes to proposing, when it comes to marriage. And for him, it was just like, you know, for him, well, at least for him, a big thing was I want to make sure that I could, you know, that a guy should be able to, you know, have gas to drive, have money to buy them food, clearly, because that costs money, right. especially mm -hmm. in California. And, mm -hmm. you know, buy her a little gift. Yeah. 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 I, I think, yeah, okay. I no, I totally agree with that as what, what's your definition of financially stable? Are you right. looking for a 401k and, you know, a massive <laughs> right. savings ready to buy a house? Probably not. Right. You know, but absolutely. If you don't have enough money to go on a date, then you might want to get to that point at least. But I think also it just goes back to the last question is what is your, what are your goals and what are you actively doing right now to reach those goals? Right. You know, and so at the end of the day, do you need to have this big fancy career type job in order to go on a date? Well, no, I wouldn't, right. you know, but, um, Maybe have those goals in place again that you can you that you're actively working towards, you know, because um, yeah, you need to be able to you know pay for at least a cheeseburger. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And those are expensive. Those yeah, are expensive nowadays, you know. And very, we're encouraging right. traditional dating rules, right. you know. And I know that some people aren't totally for that, but here we encourage that, and we encourage traditional dating rules where a man takes a woman out. Um, right. We're not going to dictate your relationship. Right. That's not what we're here to do, but that's just what we encourage, and that's what we right. find value in, and. With that being the response of be able to pay for a date, yes. maybe two, maybe three, and then you'll begin to progress from there. But yeah, absolutely. Right. It just goes back to what are your goals and what are you actively doing to reach those goals? Yeah. Yes. Um, I actually didn't finish. Sorry. <laughs> I know. We totally jumped on you. So, so um, we'll just edit it back. My husband might have a surprising response for you, and here it is. Dating, no. Proposing, yes. And now this is why he said this, Okay because I know it sounds weird. <laughs> when we first started dating, he wasn't financially stable. And yes, I know we were a bit younger than how we are right now. So I do believe, just a disclaimer, I do believe that age does matter also. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't financially stable. So, But he did work really hard to get to a place where he can be financially stable so he can propose. So that was his goal. He got a well-paying job. And then six months later, he actually proposed. Then a little later, he bought us a home. And he had me living there while he paid for everything. So that was amazing. That was a fun time too. Um, and he moved in once he came back. We, we came back from our honeymoon. So he literally did not live there. Um, if he came, he did like some housework or something. But I lived there. That was my house. Yeah. And he paid for absolutely everything. And for someone to pay for a mortgage, pay for the light bill and everything to have their fiance living there, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And um, I was, I actually was confirmed with getting married earlier. And I told him, babe, like, we'll just have an apartment and I'll just eat rice and beans <laughs> um, every day. And if we didn't have the money, it was okay. But he said my wife would not live like that. And honestly, I'm so glad that's what happened because he showed me what yeah. I was worth, that I was worth so much more. Yeah. So I'm so glad that this worked out for me, you know? Yeah. And so what, I, what I'm getting from that, right, and just because I've been able to see their relationship from, like, the very beginning. Um, when he would spoil. <laughs> when he would take me, when we would go out, right, as just friends. Yeah. And, like, he would just. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I got to experience. Yes. I got to experience a lot of things. Yeah. But um, one thing that I did see is God's grace and God's mercy. Yeah. Um, so I, I know their story is really beautiful. And honestly, it is a really testament. But what I want to, I think, interpret that to other people when you're listening to that is that the Lord grants favor yeah. the moment that you decide to commit to what he has placed on your heart. Yes. Um, so for example, like if you're ready, if you find a woman or if you find a man 
who you want to commit to and you're like, okay, like this is a person, you're going to see all these doors start opening up because the Lord is in the business of family. Yes. The Lord is in the business of blessing you. Um, Deuteron what is it? Deuteronomy 6, where it gives that priestly blessing. I hope it's Deuteronomy 6. Don't send me any emails if I got that <laughs> wrong. Um, but it says, you know, um, it gives that uh, priestly blessing to generations because that's the Lord's heart. Yes. And so if you're sitting out and you're like, dude, like I just right now I can only take you to like the matinee. I can only take you to movies during the day. Like right. it, it goes back to seeing the character of that person. Like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to build with you. I'm ready to show you like Right now, I can only take you to, not even McDonald's, because McDonald's is intense. Unless you got the app, but don't <laughs> tell anybody I told you. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but the Lord really creates a way. All you have to do is be obedient and honor. Honor yeah. the other person. It's like, because one thing that I've learned from Yessi is that the Lord is our father-in-law, right? So if I'm going to marry somebody, the Lord is not my father-in-law, so to speak. So it's like, the, the way that I treat that person is the way that I'm honoring God. And so then the Lord wants his children to have the best. Like I've seen people that for them, the best is having an apartment because that's where they were at. But the Lord opened a door miraculously for them to be able to get that apartment. I've seen other people that their first mir miraculous thing was owning a home. Another person was being able to rent out um, a parent's garage. Like there's so many different moving pieces to this, but the biggest fundamental thing mm -hmm. is the Lord's blessing the moment that people decide to be obedient. Yes. And so your story is going to be a lot different. Honestly, my story has been a lot different. And as a single woman, um, it gets really difficult, right, to be able to compare yourself to other people's story because you're like, dude, like, um, well, I'm 30, how old am I? I'm 32 years old. I'm single. But you got to understand my bloodline, where I came from, like, the fact that I'm a homeowner, the, the fact that I have a car paid off, the fact that I have a college degree, the fact that I have an amazing job, like that in itself is such a huge victory. Right. And for my bloodline, I've already broken so many curses. Yes. And so then for your bloodline, for whatever person that you decide to court, whatever person you decide to marry, your story is going to look different. Yeah. And so then when you're hearing these testimonies, obviously like, um, if God could do it for us, if can God do it can for do you. it for them, yeah. And so don't don't limit yourself. Right. I think the heart of the matter is the heart of the matter. Yeah. Yes. It's like where's your heart at? Like when you decide to ask a girl out, or when you decide to say yes to a man, is it because you're filling in a void, or is it because you found somebody that you can see God's purpose come to plan? And I think that brings it back to the standards that I was talking about last episode. You know, my standard is, I know that the call that the Lord has on my life. Right. And so when I allow somebody to come in and court me and date me or, you know, be kind to me in that way, I first have to look at the fact like, okay, would this person compliment the call of God on my life? Mm -hmm. Will this person bring in a fulfilling of that? Like, for example, I was just, and this one's really obvious, but I'm called to like, um, I'm called to certain things. And um, there was this man who I went on a date with, and he was like, oh, yeah, I don't believe in that. So another person, I think, if you haven't had the training, mentorship, or even biblical um, understanding. understanding, yeah, um, you would be like, oh, well, he'll change his mind. Like, if it's the Lord, like, you just write to me. That was the Lord's mercy telling me this isn't it. And so now if somebody were to tell me, hey, you know what, like, because um, I, I, we speak in tongues, we're a spirit-filled church, and so when I first came in, I came from a Baptist background, like, your girl was not speaking in tongues. The moment that I stepped into this church for the first time, I thought they were singing Michael Jackson. <laughs> I thought they were singing Mama Say, Mama Say, Mama. Oh <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought. 
I remember me and my friend came in and I was like, yo, I am out of here, okay? And we were, the pastor went on like a political rant again. Your girl came from a Baptist background, Hispanic Baptist background, okay? So when I came to this church, he's talking about politics, they're praying in tongues. It was like a weird thing. But what happened? The Lord grafted me in into this vine. And so then now all the things that weren't mine before, things that I didn't believe in before, all of a sudden became my identity. All of a sudden my eyes were open to truth. Why? Because it's truth. You shall know the truth and it shall set you free. And then there's a scripture that says that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. Why am I saying this? Why am I going on on this rant? Because it really comes down to this person that you marry. Going back to what Denise mm -hmm. said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. How is this person's relationship? I remember I went on a date once and I asked him, like, oh, how's your relationship with your parents? Because even if it's not a good relationship, the way that they talk about them already tells you a lot about this person's character. Yes. And let's, uh, even in the story of Noah, of Noah, right, there was that son that exposed his father's nakedness and there were the other two sons that hid it. And so then that's the kind of character that you need to look for in a man or in a woman. Like what is the first thing that's going to come out of their heart? Because the things that they say mm -hmm. and the things that they don't say are just as loud and as important. Yes. Yeah. So going back to this, do I need to be financially stable? I think you need to be rooted in the Lord. Yes. Um, and you need to show character and you need to show promise and you need to show that um, you've been doing the work before this person came into your life. And so that's what's, I think what that's what's going to even going back to the question that we answered before, what's going to set you apart is your heart for the Lord. And I'm not saying this like foo-foo, like, oh, I love the Lord with all my heart. It's like, where's your fruit? Like, there yes. has to be fruit. When you're in the vine, there has to be there fruit. There has to be fruit or else what? Snap, snap. snap. Yeah. You'll be cut off. <laughs> right. That's right. Yes. That, no, that, okay, that was fire. That response was fire because you. you're absolutely right. Because as you can tell already, we asked the two married women yeah. what their husbands would say, and both their responses were completely different. Right. Yeah. But both their responses were what God was speaking to them right. in that season of their life yes. and, and, and where and they were at. it worked for them. Yes. Yeah, and it worked for them. Worked so, yeah, like yeah. she was saying, the, the question isn't should I be financially stable. The question is are you rooted in God, and are you where God is putting you right. and where God has placed you, and That's are right. you actively reaching what God has for you. And like, I yeah. just, I love that response because it's going to be so different for everyone yes. because I'm not against a woman having standards. You should have standards. Right. if And a man. Yeah, and a man. I, again, I'm <laughs> right. sorry. It's it's natural right. for me to talk yeah. to women because I'm a woman, but right. men, I am asking you to please reverse the roles yeah. as I speak. I'm right. asking you to do that because it's just natural for me to talk yeah. to women. Um, but I am referring to both. But you know, like a lot of people who grew up in the church hear about the list, Right. Freaking eight. The list. The list. But you know what? God had to humble my heart on that because I used to hate the list too until yeah. the Lord really showed me what that list was supposed to mean. So many people write their list out. You know, this. They, a lot of women will write Six out like four. the perfect. Yeah. Six four cowboy. Exactly. And they like they write out this perfect man and kind of hand it to God like mail order. Oh. You know, like here's my mail order husband. You know, this is what I want. And the Lord's like, wait a minute. First of all, you're missing the complete intention of the list. The list is what I give you mm. and what's supposed to hold you accountable, That's good. you know? And That's so I so feel good. like some people, so many people in the body of Christ um, and just women that I've worked with, I'll look at their list and I'm just like, it's really specific. Like, you know, and I'm like, is this from you or is this from God? And they're like, well, I know God's going to give me the desire of my heart. And I'm like, but did you see God on this list? That's a good you know? point. And That's so really I have nothing against a person having a list. I really don't. If you have written down standards and goals, because ultimately, the if you're doing it from the, a right heart of, is this what God is holding you accountable to? Because yeah. I think it could be, I'm a list person, right? Like in every aspect of my life, not just with the relationships, right? I'm just, I'm a list person. I'm very organized. I'm administrative. Like, 
But ultimately, what lists are supposed to do is hold you accountable, right? Like I used to run a restaurant and everything was list. Anytime I used to uh, manage a restaurant, I was a trainer. And anytime anybody came up to me and said, what still needs to be done? I'd, I'd hand down the <laughs> list and, you know, and oh, yeah. whatever not checked off, you, you, you check it off. The list is not something that you dictate. The list dictates you mm. as long as you let God write it, you That's know? A good point. And so nothing against the list, nothing against it. I know some people swear by it. I have had, I've heard women's list and it's so detailed and God has provided every aspect of it. Yeah. But those are the women that go, I prayed deeply about this and this is what God showed me as opposed to me writing out what God was supposed to give me. You calling me out, Shakina? <laughs> I feel very called out right now. Do you I'm feel attacked? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I feel personally attacked. No, I'm kidding. No, but like that's, that's again, really I have nothing insight. against the list. It's just, um, but what what is it doing for you? You that's know, good. again, like if you're handing it to God, it's just, okay, God. Right. Make him, you know, and it, it, that's not the point of it. The point is to, and it always has been when you hear, like, when you go back into the line of ministry of when this started to kind of, you know, circulate around the church, that's always been the heart is not to create this, you know, mail order husband or mail order bride, you know, and hand it to God and he just expect him to mold him for you. Yeah. The idea is you're in deep prayer and you hear what God is telling you to stay accountable to. Right. God is telling you, you cannot marry a man unless he's financially stable, meaning he has this much in savings and he has this much in that, blah, 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 <laughs> right? Like if God spoke that to you, you better be accountable to that. Yeah, you yeah. know, if God spoke, you know, you're not going to marry a man unless he's six, four, if God spoke that to you, you better be accountable to that. You know what I mean? And yeah. there's nothing against having that, but it has to come from the Lord. It has to. Otherwise, yeah. you're just going to let yourself down and you're going to be disappointed with, with yourself. You're going to be disappointed with God and ask, why isn't he coming? Because yeah. the Lord from the beginning is like, I never said that for you. That's really good. That's a really good point. I heard you lady say that you did have lists. Oh, did I, I hear I, that right? I did. I, even, I remember I cried out to the Lord because I was tired of the worldly men I was mm. dating. Um, cause you know, they just all want one thing and sometimes they just want just everything to be about them. I remember I went on a date and this guy just kept talking about snapbacks and tattoos <laughs> and that's because I, there was a song about it and he's like, you know, snapbacks, snapbacks and tattoos and look, my, look at my tattoo, look oh my, my newest goodness. one. And I'm like, I was really attracted <laughs> to you, but now I'm not like, you know, no offense, but I, I was like, this guy is seeming like an airhead at the second, you know? So <laughs> I remember I went home after one day and I cried so much and I told to God, I'm so tired and like of these men. And I cried out to God and I said, God, you know the man I need. So like, that, yeah. that is true. And I said, God, you know the man that I want and the man that I need. And then I said, but I don't, <laughs> no offense if this is you, but I said, <laughs> it's not for my preference, okay? But I said, I don't need those guys, like, right on the bike with their white shirts, like, oh you know, like, God. and then, you know, like, they're, like, preaching to people till, like, th their ears hurt, you know? Like, I don't, I'm not into that. Like, I'm into, a, you know who I'm into. I'm like, I'm into a, some somebody influential, Lord. And then I'm like, somebody cool. And then I started writing things down and, and that's my husband. My husband yeah. is a super yeah. cool guy and a super influential guy. Yeah. And he's not a nerdy guy, but he can quote scriptures from left and right. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, God, like that, that he did make my list. And my husband, Andre, he checks them all off. So I'm so thankful. And one thing also, I, I said a very influential man, but not can only influence me, but my family. Mm -hmm. And just this weekend, um, shout out to my family. They actually are starting to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. And they're saying would Andre eat this? And if not, I'm going to put it down. Oh, so, you know, I so, so I, I just love it. And God will meet not only your desires, but also what your family needs. Yes. 
That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my story is very different <laughs> from everybody's. Um, Which is so needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, I was, like I said earlier, dating in the world. And, you know, prior to my husband, I was with another guy that I thought I was going to marry and he was going to be the one. And, you know, um, it turned out not to be that way. And because of that, you know, I fell away from God and I took a vacation. And um, <laughs> in that vacation, you know, I, I, I did find who was now my husband. But um, I learned so much. I learned main thing was that I could not force anybody to have a relationship with God unless they mm -hmm. wanted it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And with my husband now, you know, one of the things that I was, when I first saw him, I was like, I'm going to marry that guy. Aww. I literally said that. Why? This is what I was into. Tattoos. He was bald <laughs> and rode a motorcycle. <laughs> that, That's so funny. And then yeah. when he told you he was a vet? What? Oh, yeah. I thought he was a vet. I was like, okay. You know. Did he give you that look that <laughs> yeah, he's he talking did. about? <laughs> he did. Um, and so, you know, we dated and then it was a point where I, I mean, there's so much, so much in between, but same thing, you know, even before him, there was another guy that I had dated and I had hit rock bottom. I was like, kind of like, yes, I said, I no longer want to do it this way. Yeah. I had tasted the Lord and I had tasted the world. And I said, the only way to do this is the Lord's way. And I remember, you know, knowing in me that I had to come back to God. And I knew that coming back to God might mean that I would lose the man that I wanted possibly marry. And I said, but you know what? God is worth much more than anything else. Yes. And so I remember telling him one day, I said, listen, I said, you know, because he had known me as a good girl and he was scared to approach me and date me because I was Enrique's daughter. And, you know, my dad, back, dad is like, they had this profound respect for him. And so, you know, people didn't want him dating me. There was just this big old drama, not even my sister. Like, they're like, you can't go around her. You can't be with her. Like, we don't want you with her. My mom didn't agree with him. I mean, it was just so much. And so, you know what? I said, you know what? I'm going to do it God's way. And I told him, I said, I, you know that I was a Christian. I'm going to go back to church. I said, I can't force you because I've already done that once before and it didn't work out. I said, you can either come or you don't, but I'm letting you know what I'm doing. And um, he came to church Aww. that day. He was touched. He, you know, somebody was able to prophesy to him and tell him things that nobody knew and he literally experienced God for himself that day. That's awesome. And he decided to turn his life over to God. He's a Marine, so you know he came with a lot of baggage. No offense, babe, I love you. <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he grew up in homeless shelters. He grew up in a divorced home, you know, went through so much trauma. And, you know, this side of it, he was, you know, he's like, okay, I'm going to give my life to God. And it wasn't anything that I told him to do. It was something that he decided to do. And in that, he just, you know, we, he ended up proposing to me because um, I was like, okay, we're going to do this God's way. And he was like, okay. He proposed on Valentine's Day. And literally three weeks later, we were married. <laughs> wow. And that's how we did it. Yeah, so I said, my crazy. story is right? so different. And it's yeah. just, it's well, clearly there's no one size fits all. No. And I think when you're single, you see these amazing testimonies and yes. you want that, Yeah. you know, and, and it just goes back to what, what is God asking you to be held accountable right. to? Yeah. Because if you try to match your story with somebody else's, you're going to really disappoint yourself. Right. So it just goes back to, okay, I'm just going to do it God's way. Yeah. And it's going to look so different. Yeah. And yes, yeah. it did. It looked different, but you know, and even that, you know, he came in, he brought his mom in and it's just been beautiful to witness the redemption yeah. that God has done in our lives. Um, but and yeah. in your family, and I mean, um, his mom, we love her. Yeah. Every single yeah. one of us do. Yeah. yeah. She's such an integral part of all of our lives, right. which is pretty crazy. 
And so um, what I, what's crazy to me, right, is I remember just recently I was talking to Pastor Linda, and I was like, you know, the most frustrating thing about this is that there really is no formula. Right. There really is no, like, oh, well, that worked for them. This is going to work for me. Like, every story, every family is so different. And so I think the only common denominator here is timing and God's will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, I think as a single woman or a single man, what we try to do is, I, at least for me, just recently, I just came out of a season where I, even though I've reached a lot of like benchmarks in my life, there was a point where I started putting things on hold because I'm like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I started kind of just like, well, what if somebody comes? Like, what if this happens? And so I, I noticed hindsight. I noticed just the way that I put things on a back burner, I kind of slowed things down. And the moment that I realized that is the moment that this was birthed, actually. Yes. And so why am I saying that? I'm saying that is because the one thing that I know about the Lord, and it goes back to what Denise said, this is like her life motto, which is if you're about the Lord's business, he will be about your business. Yes. And so the moment that you're staying in God's will and you're staying in your lane, the person that comes is always going to be complimentary to God's mm-hmm. call on your life. Yes. I can't tell you the many times that I've seen people step out of their calling and how that relationship exploded. Like it was just terrible. And so then... I think as we're setting out to move forward and as we're setting out to find a spouse and as you're asking the Lord, you know, like, what do I do? What do I do? Do God's will for your life. Yes. And in doing God's will for your life, uh, it's not a perfect science. I can already feel it. Uh, It's not a perfect science, but because people have free wills too, you know? Yes. Um, And so, but in doing God's will, I do believe that he brings in that complimentary person for you to be like, you know what? This makes sense right it makes sense and that's why you're willing to follow it because the holy spirit brings conviction Mm -hmm. and that's what i love about the holy ghost you know is that and there's wisdom and a multitude of counselors as we touched on in the first episode i want to add two things really quick yeah one of the common denominators that i really saw within our just our stories is the true surrendering yes the relinquishing of our thoughts our control to god's yeah right And another thing, you know, I don't want you guys, because I know that I left the church and then I found my husband. Please, I don't recommend that (laughs) at all. You guys see, you guys can hear my fruit. You guys see the fruit. But if you really want to know what happened, talk to me, because it was not an easy process. Yeah, we're definitely going to dive into that story. I don't want people to be like, oh, no, 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 sweetie pie. No, 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 honey Mm -hmm. bun. I don't recommend (laughs) that. There has been a lot of trauma, turmoil, a lot of counseling and a lot of mentorship that I had to go through and cutting off soul ties and just so much that baggage that I ne- that I brought into my marriage that I did not need to mm-hmm. if I would have done it God's way from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to make sure I put that disclaimer out there. Yeah. Thank you for driving it <laughs> home without yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. people and, lounges. <laughs> and I also want to throw in too that um, sometimes when we surrender, it can be a scary thing, but I feel like you'll find so much peace yes. because you're going to say, okay, like it's, it's that whole saying, Jesus take the wheel. Right. Right. Um, you're no longer driving your own thoughts and everything of like, okay, is that my man? Is that my man? You're just yeah. entrusting like, okay, God is going to do this. Um, yeah. When I actually had that prayer, I, I still see it to this day in my head. Um, two weeks later, I actually started JCPenney, and that's where I met him. Mm. And um, the first time I saw him, I'm like, uh, I thought he looked like somebody from Twitter that was a little <laughs> bit weird and would like kind of harass me. So yeah. I'm like, oh, hide away, you know? Um, and then the next day I saw him and I thought he was the most handsome man ever. And I told my sister, cause she worked with him, like, 
that's my that's my husband, right? Like that, that, that I was like, that's that's my boyfriend. And she's like, you don't even know him. And I'm like, but he's just so cute and so cool. Well, four years later is when we finally started dating. Yeah. So just know that maybe you might meet somebody too. Just know that timing, timing is timing. everything, timing and just and trusting, will. yeah, just trusting God's timing because you might surrender today, and you're not gonna. I'm, it's not guaranteed you're going to meet that person in two weeks, yeah. just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and to kind of just drive this one home, I remember that the Lord, one day we were in intercession because we do another plug for our church. We do a 930 intercession before service. Um, and I remember we were like, the theme was surrender. And everybody was like downcast. They were like, oh, these things. And the Lord spoke to me. He was like, Melissa, why are people so sad about surrendering? He's like, they're at, they act like they're surrendering to an enemy. He's like, when you surrender to the Lord, you're surrendering to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, your Father in heaven, the one who knows the beginning from the end. And so then when we say surrender, it's not this point of like, oh, my God, like I'm a I'm a freaking warm. Like, it's not that at all. It's understanding that God's will for your life is much better. Yes. Yes. And so then it, it does come with the pressing. It does come with the crushing sometimes. Absolutely. And we're not going to try to romanticize this process. Mm-mm. But at the end of the day, you're not surrendering to somebody that's going to do harm to you. You're not going to be placed in a prison. Um, if anything, there's a scripture, I think, in Zechariah or Zephaniah, where it says, return to your prison, your prisoners of hope. So the prison of God is hope. It's one where you can dwell in a place of safety. It's one where you can literally be surrounded by walls of freedom, of joy. And so then, you know, we're talking about surrender. And so we want to encourage you, if you feel like, you know, I've done all that I can do. I've tried all these different things. I've opened up my heart. I've been played. I've been, you know, these women, they only want one thing, too, because yes. there's some gold diggers out there. Yes, sir. Um, yes. There's also some gold diggers out there. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, th- we can be just as bad as men in our own way. And right. so we understand that there's been relationship trauma yeah. and we understand that there's, you know, even parents, parents have a lot to do with the way that you see your worldview around you. Right. And so when you come to the Lord and you're just at your end and, you know, you want to start a family, you want to do all these things, I guarantee you, this type of surrender is not going to be the first and only surrender. No. You're going to, as your kids grow up, you're going to have to surrender their lives to the Lord. As your wife or husband starts venturing out to different things or you don't agree with the decision that they're making, like you're going to have to surrender that to the Lord. When um, you're faced with multiple decisions in life, like you're going to have to surrender to the Lord. Yes. And yes. so this season that you're in as single men and women, like don't discredit that like what you learn here is not something that's for this season alone it's something that's going to carry on through and so many of us like the Israelites we need to the Lord is has us going around that mountain over and over again because we still haven't learned that lesson and so then today like um as you listen to this podcast honestly right now in my heart of hearts I'm believing that the Lord is bringing some things into your remembrance or into your conviction where the Lord's like where the Holy Spirit's like you need to bring that over to me and get into a place of prayer yes and it doesn't have to be this deep spiritual thing like literally if you're listening to this while you're in your car while you're washing dishes whatever the case may be just be like Lord help me repent repentance is such a beautiful thing if you and I also want to touch like on sexual history like if you have a crazy sexual history like the Lord redeems that like Mm -hmm. and I know the world says oh you can never be redeemed from that you have too much baggage I'm not saying it's not gonna take work yes but the Lord is so gracious and he's so merciful that he can literally redeem you 
there is a scripture in Isaiah. I think this is the only time that the Lord has invited anybody to reason with him. And this is the Lord. His mind is astounding, right? He created the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. But he tells Isaiah, no, not even Isaiah, because Isaiah wasn't in the picture yet. But he's like, come, let us reason together. Though your sins are red as scarlet, I make them as white as snow. That's the kind of reasoning that the Lord wants to do with us. It's like, it's not the world's way of reasoning. It's his way of reasoning. It's right. like, yeah, you've sinned. Yeah, you've done these things. But today, if you choose today to change your heart, to change your mind, to do things the way that God is calling you to do it, and to follow the path that God has for you, the Lord can absolutely redeem that. If you have kids already and your kids yes. haven't grown up in a place where they feel nurtured or you haven't been the best parent um, or whatever the case may be, the Lord can redeem that. Like God is in the business of healing. He's in the business yes. of redemption. He's yes. in the business of families. And so if it's one thing that we want to scream from the mountaintops here is the Lord is trustworthy and he is good and his mercy endures forever. Yes. yes. And so, I, sorry, I, ju I just wanted to add, um, I recently had... Um, a combo with God and um, I just kept hearing not my will but yours be yeah. done Lord and yeah. I feel like if you just like she said if you're just in the car right now <laughs> you can lower the volume down and just yeah. keep repeating that and and just ask God to come in and mm -hmm. do that true true surrender I feel like I and I feel and I really hope God is gonna move yeah. yeah and yes he has full authority on this I remember sleeping over her apartment once and she was gun-ho for Andre, okay? Yes. She was gun-ho. Andre was still listening to the Lord. Yes. Um, <laughs> he yes. was still he, getting it to him. Yeah, he was getting it together. Yeah. And I definitely seen, I've seen the, the what, what he could be, you know? Yeah. I knew where he could be. And I always believed in him. Yeah, and so I remember I was like laying down on her bed while she was like um, taking a shower. Yeah. And I remember listening to her prayer. She didn't know I could hear her praying. And she was like, she never prayed, Lord, make him love me. Uh, she never prayed those things. What she prayed was, Lord, I declare your will for, your, for his life. Mm -hmm. And I remember I sat there and I listened and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so profound. Because the fact that she's willing to mm -hmm. put herself in a place where she might not be his will, but she's praying God's will over him, that yeah. was to me so profound because she put herself in a place of trust where if it was the Lord, he was going to make it happen. And if not, then okay. You know, she yeah. had to be okay with that. Yes. And so um, I wanted to give her credit for that because that was one of the most profound things that I had yeah. ever heard. Thank yeah, you. I just want to touch on, because you, you touched on heartbreak too yeah. in past relationships and sexual. I know you um, really, like your answer was just, I love your responses because I love that you so hear everybody great. and then you like put <laughs> yes. it all together so perfectly. I know, that's why she's the host. She's it, right? Yeah. It's so beautiful. And I just want to touch on like those who have experienced, you know, well, I've I have put myself out there. I have followed yeah. the will of God and I've got heartbroken as a result. And you know what I've learned and I've, I've just, I'm coming out of a really tough season myself yes. and I can tell you that what, and I know that Melissa wanted to go a little bit deeper into that. And so I'm happy to share more about that. I just don't want to go into it right now because we don't have the time or yeah. there's so much context time. that I don't want to be missed, right. you know, but, um, but what I have been learning is exactly what yes, you just said is you cannot pray for the will of somebody else. You cannot try to change somebody else's will. Right. And I feel like so many single people have that person in their mind or they're seeing that person yeah. from across the room going, God, just make him love me. Yes. Yes. And yeah. we're not willing to self-reflect. We're not willing to self-evaluate of, Lord, change me to trust you regardless yeah. of what, you know, your will is for his life. I Absolutely. just pray your will over his life and your will over my life. And yes. I completely surrendered to that. Yeah. And that's when you start seeing change happen because what I've learned in this season um, and something my mom 
you know, my mom is a great mentor. Yes. And um, she just really drove into me as if you try to change somebody else's will, that's witchcraft. Yeah. It is, yes. It is, yep, you it know. Is. It's like it's a, it, God is not a love potion. You know what I mean? Is you just have to trust that God's going to operate. And, um, I mean, what I love about uh, when you realize what rejection is, right? Rejection is God just leading you to what his will is for right. you, right? And you have to trust that process. And um, I'm sure, Denise, the guy that you dated before Mikey, I'm sure that hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that hurt. Yeah. You know, even though that wasn't what God had for you. Right. And I'm sure you're grateful that you experienced that pain. I tell God every day, thank you for giving <laughs> me what I needed and not what I thought I wanted. Right. And uh, I'm sorry to speak for you. No. But, you know, like, but I know it's true because I know it's it's what every single one of us who, yes. who have finally understood what that means. Mm. And sorry, now I'm getting all teary-eyed. It's okay. Is that... Sometimes you walk out the will of God yeah. mm -hmm, and you get hurt. Yep. But what that means is you're being refined. That's yes. right. And refining is fire. Yes. And it, it's, it's, but it's strengthening mm -hmm. you. And when you come out on the other side, you're shinier. You're yeah. a useful tool. You're yeah. not just a blob of metal. And you're stronger than what you yeah. were previously. Yeah. And so when you walk out God's will, we're not trying to romanticize it and go, everything's going to work out great. Oh, no. No. oh it will. If you follow it if through. If you follow right. it through, if you're willing to reach the other side of Go that through furnace. the valley yes, of the shadow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just, so, just like how they make diamonds. Yeah. yeah. You refine yeah, them. That's absolutely. Right. And if it wasn't for my husband being so rooted in God, I have, I'm just being vulnerable, right? Because we're talking about vulnerability. Right. Even when I was married, to, uh, as I'm married to my husband, there's times where I've had dreams of my ex and I've had to cry to him and say, help me, like pray with me because I no longer want to have these dreams right and that's because of the soul ties and whatnot and it's like what other man can sit with his wife and pray and say i'm sorry that you're having these dreams you yeah. know so yeah. to say like yeah it hurt it sucks it's hard but i'm so thankful that i have an amazing man who knows his identity right. yes he's not faced by oh he's and i was scared in the beginning to tell yeah. him but um, he, he knows who he is. He knows where I stand. And, you know, just to be able to have somebody like him is honestly such a blessing. But it is. Hard. He's one of, <laughs> besides my husband, I believe he is one of the most confident men I have met. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, these are amazing stories. That yeah. was a really deep one. What yeah. was the original it question? Really <laughs> where do babies come from? <laughs> just kidding. Um, okay. So I think I might've skipped this question. Let me know. Um, what if you've been lacking in church, Bible reading, yet you still believe in God? Did I skip that one? Did we answer that no, one? No, we, we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it. No. Okay, good. But so I think this was a event, great. Right? They're asking specifically. Because if you're from, you want to go to event. a church, you know, come on. Right? <laughs> yeah. Come as you are, like Denise said. So one thing that I think I want to, I want to touch on, touch on this is one of the guidelines that our mentors give us is, well, I'm actually not going to expose it on here, on earth, uh, on yeah. earth. <laughs> on, on live, whatever this is. <laughs> Publicly. <laughs> Publicly. Um, is give the person a time, the time to show their true colors, right? Right. Yeah. So what that means is, look, if you feel like you read the In the Vine dating description and you're like, you know what, like I feel a tug in my heart and I want to do this, I want to go and I want to show up, I want to see what the Lord is doing, do it. However, check your heart. Yes. If you're doing, if you're following the Lord because you want to find somebody, you're already off. Whether yes. you're a man or you're a woman, yes. you need to search for the Lord for the sake of the Lord. Yes. And as you discover the Lord, then that's where 
the person is gonna come in in the right order. Because what's gonna happen is if you search for the Lord for the sake of finding a spouse, I can guarantee you that six months down the road, a year down the road, that relationship is gonna go through a lot of stuff that you really didn't need to go through right. because you're gonna find out the intentions were off. Mm -hmm. And so I think all of us have experienced that in one way or another. And so I wanna encourage you, you know, like I'm not saying no, I'm not saying yes. What I'm saying is what's been placed in your heart. But I do believe that as a woman, you're never going to learn submission if you first haven't learned to submit to the Lord. Yes. And you're not going to be able to identify great leadership if you first haven't been led by the Spirit of the Lord. Yes. And then as a man, you're never going to learn to lead if you don't know submission yes. to submitting to the Lord. Right. And you're not going to know how to lead if you've never been led by the Lord. Yeah. Uh, because that's going to be your example. That's what we're wired to do. Yeah. One thing that I love about Jesus and about his relationship with God was that he said, I only see, I only say what I hear my father saying, and I only do what I hear my father doing. And that can be applied in parenting, which is the best place that I ever got that revelation. But being tra like transferred over to this is, you know, how what example are you looking at? And I'm not saying there's not great examples out there, and I'm not saying that there's not great secular leaders out there, right. but at the end of the day, the Holy Ghost and God and Jesus, all three of them together, the beautiful Godhead, they're the ones that can make miracles happen. Right. The wisdom of man can only take you to a certain place. Yes. But God, the thing about God is that he has your heart and he has your spouse's heart. Mm -hmm. So if you're coming to a mediator, right, and one of them only understands the man's mind or one of them only understands the woman's mind, right away, one of you guys is not in a level playing field. One of you already has the lower hand, the other one has the upper hand. But when you come to the Lord and you put him at the center of your relationship, that thing is already set up for success. You, you want to know why? Because you have a God that's relentless. And as the, as the scriptures say, a three-chord strand is not easily broken. Right. So as you're intertwined in the Lord, then your relationship is, I'm not saying again that it's not going to go through its trials and tribulations, but it's always going to come out refined by the fire. It's always right. going to come out shining on the other side. And so, again, bringing it back to the event, what is the Lord speaking to you? What is the Lord showing yeah, you? Do right. you feel that tug in your heart that's like, you know what? I do think that this could be a way for me to even, I don't know, expose myself to these things. Like, then go for it. And if you feel like, you know what, maybe I should wait a little bit more, we're going to have more of these events. There's going to be more of an opportunity. Stay involved with us. Like, if you want to, um, sorry, I'm going to volunteer your men. <laughs> if you're a guy and you're like, you know what, I want to get there. Like, I've heard your wife's testimony. I want my wife to have that kind of testimony where they trust in me and they abide in me. Connect yourself, like hit us up. We'll connect you to their husbands. I'm sure that they'll want to pour into you because they have that heart. Men make men, yes. right? Yes. And so then don't go looking for a woman to help you, but instead look for mentorship for men, not just their husbands, but we yeah. have a church filled with men that are setting out to build masculine, biblically masculine men. And so um, we never want to discredit anybody. I think that's our heart, you know. We don't ever want to make somebody feel like they're not worthy, <laughs> that they're not worthy because of where they're at in this season, because we always know that we can strive for better things, and we also know that it's the heart of the matter. Like, if there's anything that you guys hear from us this night is, again, that the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever, and secondly, that there's an, always an opportunity for redemption, and there's always an opportunity to do better. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the next question, Eels. Um, oh, this one's 
fun. <laughs> well, you have a mixer for the early 20s crowd. Shekinah. <laughs> Take it away, girlfriend. <laughs> She's okay, been dying so to I know. Oh, my goodness. No, the Lord humbled me on this. So we had a, we've had a, we had questions about so many different age groups. You know, like, yeah. are you going to be doing it for this age group, this age group? And so um, we've had even, uh, well, you have one for, you know, uh, in their late teens, like 18, 19. And um, my immediate reaction is, oh, my gosh, you guys need to chill. <laughs> You're still young. You're not desperate yet. <laughs> and I was genuinely getting frustrated because I thought, you guys still have youth groups. You still have, you know, you guys have all these little things that you guys can get together. You guys know each yes. other on. Why are you in a rush to get married? You know, but then the Lord really um, humbled me and reminded me that, you know, like everyone of every age needs an event like this, needs a place to go, feel safe, um, mingle, and, and mix. And, you know, when you turn 18, that's when you start to date, right? Yeah. Like, well... Not everybody. Not everybody. Right. You know, you, nowadays is a lot younger. But I mean, as an or adult, older. you start to you start to date as an adult right at the time you turn an adult, which is eighteen, <laughs> right? So um, why not provide um, you know a, a space and yeah. event where they can come? And so yes, the answer is yes. yes. Despite my immediate and I apologize for my immediate response, which was, right. "Oh my gosh, y'all need to chill. You're still young. You're still beautiful. Like, <laughs> right. You don't need us yet." Um, but that, that's not the heart behind In the Vine. In the Vine is to create a space for everybody right. and um, to create a space for all singles who can come together and um, just mingle, you yeah, know, right. and mix and, and, and talk and talk about God and, and have a safe space where they can do that. And fun you know? activities. And Get fun activities, exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So that, that I was humbled. The Lord immediately corrected me. I, I repent <laughs> and I apologize. Publicly. Um, so the answer is <laughs> yes. We will be doing these events for all age groups, right? We're the so reason, excited about that. Yeah, and the reason that we chose the age group that we're starting with now is because we're, we're all of us are within that age group. So it's just what we're familiar with. And yeah. It's just a great way for us to start. Yes. Um, so that's really why we're starting it this way. And the reason we're not expanding the age group wider is right. because it's a little weird to have an 18-year-old meeting a 40-year-old. Yeah. Yes. It's just it's not going to be comfortable Sus. for everyone that shows up. <laughs> yeah. So that's why we're trying to limit the age groups into right. to pockets. Um, but the answer, yes, we will be having these events for every age group because um, we've had people of every age asking us to do yes. this. Yes. I was just yes. going to say before people start stoning us, Yeah. <laughs> why would you do this for an 18-19? Literally, we've had parents ask us yeah it's the parents so i understand once again there's going to be parents that are like absolutely not my kid cannot date cool at 18 19 perfectly fine they believe you know like we respect that completely um but like i said we've had parents really ask us yeah. you know and, and their kids like all our stuff <laughs> yeah so for me that even that was an eye-opener i think doing mm -hmm. this has really opened up my eyes to a whole new level of Christianity it's and crazy. dating it's crazy. that I've never seen before, right? Um, and also just the responses and the feedback, the questions, like everything, right? It's like, so if we're bringing up certain topics, guys, it's, it's because we literally, we've been asked. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's been a question and it's been, that's why we're doing these questions and answers. So um, don't think that it's just us. It's no, we literally have people, you know, yeah. inquiring. So yes. I wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. And um, what was the other age group that they were asking for? The other age group is 40 and up. So, yes, I, for my golden girls and my golden boys, we're definitely going to be doing all that. Yeah, we've had 60s. We've had, yeah, yeah, we've had everyone. Oh, oh, we so should have a salt and pepper one. Oh, girl. <laughs> That's fun. That's actually yeah, fun. I love the theme. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so we're definitely going to do that. And honestly... I'm just going to leave that there. Next question is, um, I think we've already touched about, uh, on this, so I'm just going to throw out the question and refer back to the last 10 minutes that we were speaking. 
um, what does a godly relationship look like according right. to the Bible? Um, and I think it, just to sum up for that, I, I would just say honor. Honor, um, preparation, yeah. and that. Yeah, work on yourself, obviously. So when you are in a relationship, you have less things to work on. Yeah. And now you can work on building that relationship because that's a whole other thing, too. I would yes. add fear of the Lord. Fear yeah. of the Lord, yes. Yeah. Like you said, the, how you do one thing, how you do everything, how you love one way is how you're going to love every way. That's you right. Know? right. And if you can't love God, the creator of all universe, you know, appropriately, right. you're not going to be able to display that in your family, mm-hmm. your future relationships life. So, right. yeah. yeah, just going back to scripture and fear of the Lord, loving the Lord. Right. Yes. It's one thing I tell my kids, mom and dad are not always around, but the Lord is. Yeah. Would you be okay with if you were to be, you know, standing next to you? Yeah. Would you be okay yeah. with the decisions you're making? Yeah. And I really think that that is good to remind. Just bring it to the forefront. You know, yeah. Any age. Yeah. And um, I thought just popped into my head. Uh, what I'm thinking is, you know, people that are already married and they they may be listening to this to this podcast, and they may not be in this. They, you may not be going to a church. You may not be serving the Lord, and you're just like, wow, you know what? Like, I want that. I want to influence my kids in that way. Like, I want to do that. Um, as I mentioned over and over again, it is not too late yeah i'm not we're not we're never going to be advocates for things being easy just so you guys know nope um but it's definitely worth it a lot of us are in the fruit of tears blood all the things where some of us are still in the midst of that Mm -hmm. and so if you're if that's you like if you're in a relationship if you're married and you just feel like dude like i want to do it that way i feel like god is tugging in my heart right now and i want to bring redemption to my family I want to tell you that it's not impossible. If you're looking at your kids and they're like, oh, my gosh, like they're so lost in the world. I have people in my family that I thought would never come in, that I thought that were like, dude, like for this person to come in, it's going to take the Lord to come down, grab them by the hand and be like, you either do this or you're not. And I, today she was on her knees worshiping the Lord. Like right. only God can do that. It's yes. by the spirit of the Lord. There's a scripture that says not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. And so what happens is people do what they see other people doing. A lot of family members, a lot of your kids are doing the things that they're doing because that's what they saw you do. And so God is a redeemer of time. So if you start going to church, if you start honoring the Lord, I don't know, I feel like crying right now because I honestly feel like there's some of our listeners that just feel like, dude, like I've just done so terrible and I haven't honored the Lord. But the Lord is able to redeem and he's able yes. to restore. Yes. And again, he's in the business of generations. Yes. And so check out our church. Check yeah. out a church. Yeah. And I guarantee you that the Lord will meet you where you're at. I have countless stories in the Bible that I can reiterate and that I can recount and just tell you guys how amazing the Lord is. We have personal testimonies of how good the Lord is in families. And um, I just want to tell you that it's not too late. It's not, If you have air in your lungs, and you have ability to move and to praise the Lord and to just do whatever, I encourage you to pursue those things, even if it's just opening the Bible yeah. um, mm-hmm. to read for yourself. Yeah, because right? I think people, I've, I've heard this asked a lot, is, well, how do I love the Lord? Yeah. yeah. There's an instruction manual. Yeah, I mean, You know, 66 wor- books worth of instructions, yeah. uh, of detailed instructions of how you can love the Lord and how you can make that first step. And you're right, just yeah. sometimes the very first step is, taking that first step whatever god is calling you to do sometimes people are feeling i feel convicted to go to church yeah so let the lord lead you let him lead you into a building let him lead you into a church that you feel called to um sometimes it could just be opening that that bible and and putting your finger on that scripture and starting to read yes so i don't want to drag this on because i can see ramsey back there (laughs) (laughs) he's like like, you said two hours girl (laughs) um shout out to ramsey best director ever (laughs) 
check out Shades of Brown podcast. Did I get yes. that right? <laughs> Is it girl. Shades or Shade? Shade. Shade. Okay. Shade not brown. plural. <laughs> Shade of Brown <laughs> podcast. Okay, so not to keep this dragging on, but um, we have two more questions left. Actually, just one more questions left. question left is if I have tattoos, can I go? First of all, three out of four of us are tatted up in this place. I, I was thinking <laughs> that. I was like, should I throw that out there? <laughs> so um, if the answer were no, then I couldn't go to my own event. <laughs> we, we couldn't even be inside. Yes. We'll, we'll talk to you from outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, as Janice is big on come as you are, um, if it's anything about our church and what we believe in is we all have a past, and for you to try to hide that past right. is just lying. Right. You know, the Lord yeah. can turn um, ashes to beauty. And so yes. don't let things like that discourage you. One thing that I told Shekinah when we were discussing this whole thing is like, look, if people are offended with labels like this, with tattoos or people's history, then I'm going to use a better word, um, but forget them. Like, because those, those are not the kind of people that we need. Like, look, we're not, re we're not looking for religion. We're looking for the spirit of the Lord yes. to come and hover and move right. and have his being and so I'm not saying that there's not room for honor in the house of the Lord because right. you have to present yourself before a king, right? Right. But um, there's a story in the Bible. I'm sorry, I keep referencing the Bible. We're a Christian podcast. <laughs> but there's a story in the Bible where it says, you know, there's um, the Pharisees, right? They were the super religious people of back in the day. And then it says that they would show up to the temple and that they would be like, oh, God, look, I'm bringing you my tithe. I'm dressed in my robes. I'm looking so good. I'm at my Sunday's best. <laughs> and then it says that there was a man right next to them who couldn't even look up to heaven. And he was just like, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm like, he was just pouring out his fallen nature before the Lord. And Jesus said, who do you think left that place redeemed? Who do you think left that place forgiven? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was the man who came before the Lord and acknowledged his sin. And then from that moment on was like, but I, I know that you can, I know that you're there and I know yes. that you have mercy. Yeah. And so that's the heart that we right. have in this church mm -hmm. uh, because none of us are perfect. If mm -hmm. you were, we're going to take turns being interviewed and you're going to know just the mm -hmm. kind of stuff that we came through. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for y'all to hear those podcasts, yeah. right. but we just want to encourage you. Like if the, if you're feeling rejected by the world, you're in perfect company. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Here at In the Vine Dating and In the Vine Dating Podcast at Greater Works Christian Church, <laughs> We're all about just taking the story and allowing the Lord to redeem that. Yes. And so please, 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 please don't ever discredit yourself. The only way that you can ever, like, really lose out is if you yourself choose to miss out. Right. Um, because in our community, there's been times where, even in this, where I'm like, dude, like, I don't know if I'm qualified to do this, but I'm surrounded by three women that are like, we don't know what you're talking about, show up on Sunday. <laughs> um, and that's the kind of community that we carry, and that's what true Christianity is. That's what true religion is. It's being surrounded by a body of people who understand that I'm flawed, she's flawed, she's flawed, he's flawed, Ramsey's flawed. Um, not with this, though. You're the best, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, right. But it's the perfect God that brings us into a place where we can be redeemed. And so... I pray that our message, and right. that's our intention, always leads you back to God. Whether you find a spouse that night, whether you don't find a spouse that night, whether you walk around, uh, walk away with a number or giving out a number, the moral of the story is, did you see God's hand in that? Yeah. And that's where we're interceding for, is that you would find healing, that you would find God, that you would find restoration because you're worth it. Like, um, talking about, we, we've been talking about Matthew 22. Yes. 
where, you know, it says that the kingdom of God is like this man, right? He wants to throw this lavish wedding and it's like beautiful. And so he invites his homies. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm throwing this wedding. Like, I need you guys to come. And then it says that everybody turned down his invitation. And they had great reasons why they couldn't come. And so then he was upset. He was like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm, get, I'm using my, my resources. I'm throwing this party to invite you into this place where I'm preparing for you. And so then he tells his servants, go get whoever you can find out in the streets. Go get who you can, like, who, in the byways and the highways. And then it says that those people are the ones that ended up coming in and filling the room and were there at the wedding reception. And then it says that there was one man there that wasn't wearing the right, the right clothing. So this man didn't present himself the way that he should. And what do I mean by that? I'm not saying present yourself without sin or anything like that. He didn't recognize the invitation. He didn't recognize what he was being summoned for. And so tonight, what you're being summoned for is not a hookup. It's not a, right. you know, yeah. a temporary solution to a permanent problem. Like, that's not what we're doing. The invitation that we're doing here is for you to come and meet the Lord, for you to come and experience the goodness of God in such a dynamic way. And so even if you haven't been serving the Lord for a long time, like, I, the Lord can do anything. Like, honestly, wholeheartedly, the Lord can do anything. If you can bring this Baptist girl and get her speaking in tongues, like, he can for sure <laughs> get you to an invite dating where we're going to have bomb snacks. We're going to have bomb entertainment. We're going to have lots of laughs. It's just going to be super relaxed. So, yeah. Um, please, like, don't discredit yourself. I can't wait to share my testimony just because I definitely can't wait. Right. Um, because it's definitely that it's overcoming reasons why I couldn't. Uh, I'm not going to cry. Reasons why I shouldn't. Reasons why I shouldn't even be in front of this camera. But um, the Lord is not interested in why you shouldn't. He's interested in his identity over you. And so yes. there's another scripture, the last scripture I promise, where it says that the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro looking for hearts that he can support. And so at this event, I do believe that the Lord is going to find a heart and is going to find hearts that he can support, that he can encourage, and that he can help um, move towards fulfilling his will, fulfilling God's will for your life. And so yes. um, as we're wrapping it up, is there anything else you guys want to add? I wanted to add, um, I know that this image goes around and people share it, but um, it's, it's something that I feel like I've had it in my head and hopefully on the video we can add it. But it's the picture of Jesus bending down to the little girl yeah. and mm -hmm. um, and getting her little teddy bear that she loves so much. And she's like, I want this. I want that. And that's how we are with the desires in our heart, the ideas of the man or woman that we want. But God has this huge teddy bear behind him. But he's just asking for that little one so he can bless her with this one even better. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because that's what we're talking about right here. You might have these ideas of something or, you know, I don't want to go because I, I have this going on and so great. Yeah. Well, trust in Jesus that he's yes. going to give you something so much better because I love my daughter. And if she's walking around with this raggedy toy, do you think I'm going <laughs> to let her just walk around with a raggedy toy when she has a brand new amazing toy right there? Yeah. You know, I want to bless her with it. I want her to yeah. feel excited with it. But it's just her trusting me. And, yeah. and the same thing. So really good. Oh my gosh, yeah, see, that image has been flashing through my mind all week. Right. That, I haven't even seen it. It's just like, oh. it's just something that's just... The concept. Well, I've seen it, yeah, but it, like right. I hadn't seen it recently yes. for it to be ingrained in my mind other than just this theme that we're, we're tackling right now. And um, one thing that we talked about when we were reviewing the questions is um, don't let the fear of being preemptively judged yes. make you preemptively judgmental. Right. right? I love that. Yeah. So okay. I think we've, we've had so many people, you know, mm -hmm. and it kind of broke my heart, but it also is mm -hmm. just kind of a point of 
once again, stop looking at other people and what they may or may not decide and look at yourself and what God is asking you to do and just trust God's purpose and will. Because so we've had a lot of fear of, okay, what if, what if I'm not accepted because of the way that I look right. or because of my past or whatever, and I'm not going to show up to this thing or I'm not going to show up to this church or I'm not going to show up to this event or whatever God, or I'm not going to show up to this job interview that I feel like God is telling me to go to because they're just going to judge me anyway. Yeah. I'm not going to put myself in that position. But what you're doing is exactly what you fear receiving. Yes. Right. You are making the decision for somebody else. You are being preemptively judgmental yes. out of fear of being preemptively judged. That's so good. You know, and so don't do, like, you know, don't uh, don't right. fight fire with fire. Don't try to dismiss what um, other people, don't, don't dismiss the opinions of others before they even get the chance to meet you yeah. because you're making the decision for them. Yeah. You might carry these titles, but oftentimes the negative titles we carry is not because of what other people said. It's what you believe people are saying about you yeah. that they never actually said or had the opportunity to say. False perceptions. You know, exactly. And so I'm not saying you haven't experienced hurt or you haven't experienced um, discrimination or, or things that have come against you because of your past or because of the way you look or whatever that may have happened, but don't carry that hurt into the decisions of other people, Yeah. right? Like you need to give other people a chance and you need to let God operate through you and go where God is asking you to go just with that confidence of, no, I'm leading you to bigger, better places. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Denise? No, I think that's it. That was really good, Shekinah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree full-heartedly. I, 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 I really do. Um, I mean, I just, I'm with you. I, I think for me, the biggest, one of the biggest um, eye-openers was how people were already disqualifying themselves, yeah. right? And I remember Pastor Udrana saying when something one time when she was preaching, it's like, don't bench yourself. Yeah. And for yes. me, I, I grew up playing, you know, competitive sports. So that for me really hit home. And it's like many times we bench ourselves ourselves yeah. like nobody else is benching yeah. us but us you know that's what Ramsey just told me earlier remember really did he remember he's like we can be our own worst critic <laughs> yeah oh yes yeah. he did he did so for me, shout out to Ramsey, okay, Ramsey. thanks Ramsey. Shada Brown podcast <laughs> so yeah I think for me it's just what you guys were saying is don't yeah. bench yourselves you know go out there take the calculated risk um just go for it yeah definitely all right. Well, I absolutely love this time. I'm yes. so excited. Keep sending us, keep sending us your questions. We're gonna continue to tune in, even if we don't answer them here. We'll answer yes. them on our Instagram page. Um, the event is coming up yes. quickly. Remember that cutoff date. We are capping it, so make sure you buy your tickets quickly. Mm -hmm. um, if you have any questions about the actual event, feel free to send that. We uh, we can answer that immediately. Yes. Um, it, if, if you're married, if, send it to your single friends. If you're married, yes. send it to your single friends. Um, and also just remember, um, just the awesome deals that we have, <laughs> it's two for 50 if you bring a friend or for one, it's $30. So definitely bring a friend. Um, and it's going to be fun. I promise we'll be, they'll be like, yo, thank you for bringing me to this thing. Yes. Um, cause it's going to be a lot of fun. So with that being said, don't forget to check out our Instagram, our countless pages, our website. <laughs> Um, and we'll be more than happy to connect with you there. We're just so excited and we're so grateful for your support. Yes. You have no idea how much this means to us. All, all four of us have stepped out in faith. Yes. Um, I know that we may look confident, but in the inside, we're dying. Um, that's why I'm like angled. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. But we're just really excited. And we're so excited to see what the Lord is going to do first and foremost. We've already been seeing God's hand yes. move in the hearts of people. So when, you're, when you sow into this, when you um, suggest this to your friends, I promise you, it's not just that event. The Lord is really bringing in salvation already. He's yes. really bringing in restoration. Yes. 
uh, people are asking themselves questions that they never would have otherwise asked themselves. Yes. So um, we're just in awe of what God is doing, and we're, we know that it's going to continue moving forward. Yes. Um, so, yeah, um, don't forget to pray for your single friends. We definitely need mm -hmm. it. Um, hashtag. And, yeah, uh, that's it. That's it. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode or we answered any of your questions, or you have a question that you would like to be discussed in future episodes, let us know in the comments or share on social media. You may also email us at inthevine.dating at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website for more information about our upcoming events on inthevinedating.com. And be sure to hit subscribe so you won't miss out on the amazing content and guests we have lined up for you. Shalom and God bless.